there, my name is Terry Bear, and welcome to I Have Things to Say. It's the podcast where I say things that might make you laugh, cry, think, maybe feel encouraged, but hopefully these things make you want to hear more things I have to say. It's awkward meets charm meets wit with a side of insight. So I'm glad you're here because I have things to say. Yay! Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of I Have Things to Say. My name is Terry Abair, and I am once again your host for I Have Things to Say because I have things to say. <laughs> so today we're going to go a little deep, and it might be a little dark for some of you, but this is a really important topic. It's important to me, and I feel like it's important to a lot of people out there who uh, might be experiencing grief at the holidays, whether it's your first year um, experiencing a grief situation, whether you've lost somebody over the past year, um, lost somebody even recently, and you're looking at Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's without that person, or it's another year, it's the next holiday season, uh, whether it's 10 holidays, 20 holidays, whatever it is for you. Uh, I want to talk about grieving at the holidays because it's it's uh it's really tough and have you know being someone who does grieve at the holidays uh, i'm now in a place where i feel like i can talk about it and maybe share some uh insight share my perspective on it um from a place that could maybe help you help two groups of people one if you are currently grieving uh you've recently lost somebody or you're, you're facing another year of the holidays and it's just so so hard or if you know someone who's either recently lost someone or who has who deals with this every year, uh, gonna hopefully give you a little insight of how to be there and support that person. So we're gonna talk first about uh, you if you are grieving for the holiday because you have a very special place in my heart because uh, that's where I am today. That's where I am every year for the holidays. Okay, friends, if you are in this group of people, whether you've recently suffered a loss or you're looking at uh, another season of holidays uh, without a loved one, I want to speak to you. Um, and this could be, you know, you've lost a friend, a dear friend, you've lost a family member, you've lost a mom or a dad, or you've lost a child, which is especially hard, I think, during this time of year. You know, it's all it's all very hard. Lost a sibling. Um, I want to talk to you because if you've if you've heard one of my earlier episodes, it's called um, uh, "It Happened on a Thursday." I talk about losing my sister. I lost my sister when I was 23. She was 21. So I've had now a lot of seasons of holidays without her. But um, it is very hard. The first couple are super hard. Uh, and it, you know, it's never easy. It does get easier. So I want to give you hope in that. If you're facing your first holidays without your loved one, um, it's not always as awful as the first ones are, but I'm just going to tell you, it is really, really hard. Um, but I also want to tell you this, and I'm going to talk a little bit about what you might be feeling from the perspective of what I have felt and what I continue to feel at the holidays. Um, you don't have to fake it. Okay. You don't have to pretend like everything is okay for Thanksgiving for Christmas, for New Year's, for any time of year that is a is a, an anniversary, a reminder. You don't have to 
pretend that it's okay. You don't have to perform for anyone, okay? So I'm just gonna tell you right now, it's going to be hard. Um, you won't wanna do things. You won't wanna do the same things you've done every year with your family, with your friends for the holidays, whether it's a Friendsgiving, you, you maybe don't wanna go to that this year. Um, and this is just, you know, things. You may have a hard time going to family dinner, meeting your family, your extended family. Uh, if you've lost a family member, whether it's a, a you know, a daughter or a sibling or, or somebody like that, you may feel weird showing up with your extended family and not having somebody that you always have with you who's been a part of your family this whole time. Um, you may not want to do things that you used to do, traditions, whether it's um, decorating the Christmas tree or it's going to see lights or going to a certain thing or, you know, elf on the shelf or all the different things that you have done as a family uh, for every year since you've been together. Um, you may not feel like doing that in the first year, even the second year or the third year after you've lost someone. Um, it's hard. It's sometimes too hard to think about doing those things without that person. Um, people won't be the same. So the people that, and it's not that they've changed, you've changed. You just had something that changed your entire life. And that includes all of your holidays. Uh, your holidays are now different for you from, from now on forever. And it doesn't mean that your holidays are always going to be hard and difficult or bad. It just means that it's different. You're going to celebrate in different ways and that's hard for other people to understand. And so they will seem different to you if that makes sense. It may not make sense, but everybody seems different when you're viewing something, when you're viewing life through this thick, thick veil of grief. Um, your dynamics won't be the same. Family dynamics will not be the same when you show up to dinner without your person. And for me, it was my sister. So when we had those first few Christmases as a family and we were around extended family, the dynamics are not the same because I always had my partner in crime. I always had my my best friend, my sister with me to kind of, you know, we had our our ways of coping with extended family and interacting and everybody kind of had their, their place and their role of how we all interacted together. And that's what makes families work is everybody kind of does their thing and everybody fits together that way. Well, suddenly there was a chunk missing, right? And that chunk was my chunk, uh, my person that I needed there. So for me, family dynamics were very, very different. And I was I was a focus of a lot of attention that I didn't want to. And that was very, very hard because it was not happy attention. It was sad attention and awkward attention. So, you know, family dynamics are not the same with the holidays for you anymore. That doesn't mean it's always going to be that way. It doesn't mean that those dynamics will always be bad or uncomfortable. It's just different. And it's okay to understand that and accept that. Um, and you're, you might dread holidays. And I'm going to tell you, we're in our 20th season of holidays without my sister. And every year I get this horrible anxiety. I get this feeling of dread because it's different. It's better than it was the first few years. And I'm going to tell you this, it's not always a straight shot up. You know, each holiday season is not necessarily a progressive. Okay. It's better this year. Okay. This year's better than last year. Okay. This year's even better than two years ago. It's up and down. And I'm going to tell you this is really frustrating when that happens because you feel like for a couple of years you've had really good holidays and then one year something's going to hit you hard and you're back to feeling like the holidays are horrible again. Right now, for me personally, as I'm sharing this with you, I'm in a much better place for holidays than I was last year. That doesn't mean it's gonna be the same next year, but for right now, I'm being very thankful and very grateful that I'm feeling somewhat okay about the holidays going forward. And that's why I feel like uh, it's a good time for me to share about it because I wanna be able to do that in a place where I can offer encouragement to you if this is you 
feeling like, you know, Thanksgiving is right, is tomorrow, really, essentially, and you are dreading the family. You're dreading having to do the whole celebration and be around all the people and bring the food or make the food. Or if you're usually the host and you're not feeling like hosting, like, are you you're probably feeling like you're letting people down? And what do you do? How do you interact? What do you talk about? And just being in a space where that person is always at your table and not having them there in the first year is so, so hard. Same for Christmas. You will dread, you will dread at least for me, this is how this is how I usually feel. The weeks and days leading up to Christmas are the hardest. Christmas Day can sometimes actually be kind of the relief after dreading it all the way up to there, but knowing that that day is going to happen again, and that person is still not there to share smiles and hugs and food and presents and gifts and love and laughter and catching up and all those things, that person is gone. You're not making memories anymore with that person for the holidays. The holidays is where we make. I mean, we make a lot of memories these days. You know, when I grew up, we, we, you know, we didn't take pictures of everything and there wasn't, you know, everything online, <laughs> you know, in a couple minutes. So my entire life wasn't documented day by day. Like now, you know, you made your, you got everybody together at the holidays and you took a lot of pictures and you caught up with each other then. And, and uh, you made a lot of memories. And now we make, I think we make more memories on a daily basis than, than, than in the past so there's a little pressure off but still these are big big times of year big days where you're making memories and you're going to realize that okay last christmas was the last time we made memories with that person for christmas and we have no more christmas memories going forward and it is hard there is no hard there's no easy way around that and you know what it's okay to accept that it's okay to feel that it's okay to understand that it's okay to break down about it it's okay to just to go last christmas's pictures together were the last pictures that we ever took together as a family at christmas or with that friend at christmas and it's there's no sugarcoating how hard that is but i want you to know that it's okay to feel that. You should feel those things. You should go through all of those emotions, all of those feelings. For me, New Year's was really hard. The first New Year's after I lost my sister because the thought of starting another brand new year without her was so hard. And I didn't realize it was gonna be that hard until I was riding in the car with a friend. And it was, I guess it was New Year's Eve or a day or two before that. And you know, the radio plays all of these you know, end of the year things and starting the new year things. And I was just in tears sitting there in the car and I didn't want her to know that. I didn't want her to see that. But she she noticed and she she said, oh my gosh, the, a new year is hard for you. And I couldn't even put it into words, but I, all I could just kind of say was, yeah, <laughs> it's really hard to think of starting a new year without my sister. And it's it's a really arbitrary kind of thing but when you stop and think about it these things are so significant it's it's in a, starting a new year is just starting a new year it's literally the next day on the calendar but you know we put such importance on these days that when your person is not there your people are not there it's really hard to think of moving forward from those moments so i want you to understand it it's okay if you're feeling those things if you're thinking those things if you're dreading another christmas or the first christmas without your person, it's totally, completely normal. It's natural. Um, you may not want to decorate, and that's okay. Um, I still have a hard time decorating, and I've already made up my mind. I'm actually going to decorate a little bit this year. And I don't, uh, uh, full disclosure, I live alone, right? So sometimes it's just I don't decorate because it's a pain <laughs> to get it all out, set it up for me, 
you know, keep my dog from knocking it down and then take it all down. You know, at the end, if I had family, that kind of thing, I'd probably be more into decorating. But um, I've decided that this year I'm going to decorate. I'm going to have a little bit more holiday cheer in my house. But for a while, you may not feel like doing it because decorating may be a thing that you did with your person. It could be a family thing. It could be something you did with your spouse. You set up the tree, you decorate. For us as a family, I had one side of the tree and my sister had the other side of the tree. And she, you know, we would decorate mom you know, my dad would put up the tree and we'd start decorating and mom would have all the family decorations. And then I would have all of my decorations. So all my ornaments and things that I got over the years, you know, things that I made as a kid, things that I, you know, all kinds of stuff that were mine would go on one side and Miriam's would go on the other side. And, you know, that was a thing, the family decorating of the tree. And you may not feel like doing that the first year because it's too hard to do it without that person. And that's okay. Or you may change the way you do it. And that's okay too. You may want to put everything else that you see the things that your person has left behind. You may want to see all the things that your person that reminds you of your person. And that's okay too. It's whatever you want to do. I'm just telling you right now, it's okay. Even if it's completely different than what you've done every year in the past, you it's new traditions and it's not, I'm sorry to have to tell you that new traditions are what are going to, what's going to come out of this, but that's okay. Um, it's okay to change what you've been doing. It doesn't mean you're leaving anybody behind. It doesn't mean you're forgetting the old traditions or the person that was there for those other traditions. It just means that your life has changed. You didn't ask for it, probably. I'm guessing that if you're in a situation where you've lost someone, you didn't, it's, it's probably either unaccepted and it's probably definitely unwanted. You didn't ask for that to be your life situation at this time for these holidays this year. And that's okay. You can adjust on your time you don't have to make an immediate switch. You don't have to have perfect holidays. You don't have to impress anyone for the holiday. If you're the one that always hosts the holiday, you've got the perfect house, the perfect tree, the perfect decorations, the perfect family portrait with all the kids and their perfect clothes matching everybody's matching and your family jammies and all that kind of stuff. And this year you're without someone. You don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. You don't owe it to anyone. Anyone who's watching on Facebook and expecting your family portrait to be the same or seeing you on Instagram and wondering why you're not decorating this year. You don't have to do that. All you do, all you have to do is get through the holidays in the best way that you can. And that may seem like not enough. It may seem like you're giving up. It may seem like, but I'm used to doing all the things. Why can I not even get out of bed on Thanksgiving morning? It's okay. Your life has dramatically changed in a way that you don't want and it's really hard to deal with the holidays when you're grieving somebody. You will want to remember, okay? I've talked about things you won't want to do, but some things that you will want to do is you'll want to remember. And I encourage you to do that. Um, it's hard at first. You may not want to remember different things because it's going to make you feel things. It's going to make you miss that person even more. It's going to make you miss traditions. It's going to make you miss things that you did together. Miss. Um, it's going to make you miss all kinds of stuff. But you can remember and you're going to want to remember the person or the thing. You're going to want to talk about it. You're going to want to feel it. It's okay. You'll want to go back. And unfortunately, you can't go back. You can't go back to the last holiday. You can't go back to two holidays ago, to two Christmases ago. You can only go forward to what you're about to face. Um, and my thought for you on that is to make every holiday um, worthwhile. Uh, holidays... Every day is a day, is an opportunity to let hurt go, to let 
uh, dis- to close distance between you and a loved one or a friend or a family, you know, that kind of thing. Um, if it can't be done on a normal day, take advantage of the holidays when people are together, people are in a giving spirit, um, and make make memories while you can because you never know when you're not going to have an op- another opportunity to make more Christmas memories. And that's hard here, and it's even harder to deal with when you when you when you're at those first holidays when you f- realize the last holidays were the last holidays. Um, but you can't go back. So take whatever time you can this holiday going forward and make make the most of it. Um, and you know it comes down to even practical things at the holidays. You're going to look around your table at Thanksgiving and at Christmas, and you're going to want that person to be in that empty spot in that empty chair. You're going to set out table settings for everyone, and then you're going to remember that you didn't need that last one, and that's really hard. Um, I remember that very clearly. Uh, that empty chair at our table and those little visual things are going to be very hard to deal with but it's okay it it's okay those things are gonna happen and they should happen because that person isn't gone from your memories they're just gone from your table and while you still want them to physically be in that chair eating a meal with you sharing laughter sharing fun It's not the reality. So if you need to do something for that chair, that special chair, whether it's take it away from the table completely so you don't have to look at it, or set the place and talk about the person, talk about your loved one. And remember that, you know, they still hold a place at your table even if they can't physically sit there. That's okay too. Um, You will want to buy gifts (laughs) for your person and you won't be able to. You'll want to share the time of opening gifts and that won't be possible either um you're going to want to make other people comfortable to be around you but you're also going to feel like people don't want to be around you does that make sense like christmas is a happy time of year right thanksgiving is a happy time of year it's celebration we're being thankful for things we're we're celebrating each other we're celebrating you know the birth of christ it is a joyous time so but i'm sad and it's hard for me to be around people. And you're gonna wanna try to make up for that. You're gonna wanna try to be okay. You're gonna wanna try to make other people comfortable to be around you because they're not gonna know what to do with you. (laughs) I'm just gonna tell you that right now. They are gonna love you. They're gonna try really hard, but they're not gonna know what to do with you, especially if they've never been through this. And that's not anything negative against them. It's just, they don't know. And you're not gonna know what to tell them to do because you've never done this either, and that's okay. So I wanna tell you right now, you don't have to feel, please don't feel like you have to make other people comfortable to be around you. If you don't feel like being in the room, leave the room. If you don't feel like you can handle the conversation, it's okay, take a walk. If you feel like you need to sit there and just be loved on, do that too. But you don't have to, you don't have to fake it. There's no pretense that you need to bring into any, any holiday situation to tell people you're okay if you're not okay. Because here's the deal, your holiday changed, your holiday season changed forever, but theirs didn't, right? So you are having to readjust how you feel and how you deal and how you do holidays from now on while they're still doing their same family traditions, nothing changed for them. And that's not a bad, that's not bad for them. That's not a negative against them. It's just that your holidays changed and theirs didn't. So you don't need to adjust to them. 
everyone just needs to love each other. And that's hard. I'm going to talk about that in the next segment, what to do if you know somebody. Um, but it's going to be hard to watch others pe- others be happy. It's going to be, you know, Christmas is a joyous time. It's supposed to be full of joy, but you're not feeling joy. You're angry. You're sad that your person isn't there. And you're supposed to be celebrating our Lord and Savior. And you're supposed to be celebrating family. And you're supposed to be being grateful for things. But why why did this happen? Why are you having to sit here with everyone and and be thankful when you don't feel thankful? You feel very sad, you feel very angry. It's going to be hard to be around others in that mindset and it's going to be it's going to be hard for you to feel understood. And let me just tell you, you won't be understood unless you're with people who have also dealt with a loss. You're not you're not going to be understood and that's okay. Um one thing that I regret that I've done at times over my grief journey is is hold other people responsible for understanding how I feel when they have no possible way of doing that. And it's not an intentional thing. Part of it comes from being an introvert and not being able to communicate sometimes very clearly uh, when I'm worked up, when I'm having feelings that I don't understand to be able to communicate to others uh, what I need and what I, I, I uh, hope from them. And, um, you know, getting really frustrated that they don't just automatically know what I need. And it's there's no way that they would know that. But I'm going to give some tips <laughs> in my next segment to kind of help with that. So um, you're not going to feel understood, but it's okay because it's hard. It's a hard thing for anyone to understand. You're not going to understand what you're going through either. Um, it just takes time. And here's what I here's what I want to encourage you though. Um, one, it's okay. And I've said that a couple times, but I feel like we get to the holidays and we work ourselves up because there's an expectation that we're supposed to just put on our joyous pants. <laughs> That's maybe a thing, joy pants in um, our thankful hats. And because it's Thanksgiving, we have to be thankful for something, even though we're in the depths of absolute grief, despair, and dreading another holiday without our person. And because it's Christmas, everybody's supposed to be joyful. So we have to take family happy, happy family pictures, and we have to be thankful for Jesus, and we have to um, decorate, and we have to do all the things. But nobody says there's no there's no rules that say you have to do that, right? Um, for me, um, I it was a long time before I was comfortable with Christmas again. And you know, in my situation, I was suddenly an only child at a, as a young adult. So I lost my partner and you feel like, I felt like I just didn't want to do it. I didn't want the attention of being the only child. I didn't be, I mean, every year that, you know, my sister and I were together for Christmas with my parents during gift opening, we took turns, right? So we, um, I open a gift, Miriam opens a gift back and forth, right? Well, suddenly there's no back and forth. There's just me. And to some <laughs> To someone who doesn't understand the situation, you might think, oh, that's awesome. You get all the presents. No, no. I actually, the tradition and the significance of having her there to take turns to open gifts, huge. Like, and not having that at my holidays anymore is still, I mean, I'm tearing up right now. And this will be our 20th year of dealing with that. Still so hard. It is so hard to be the only child at Christmas and at Thanksgiving. And But the thing is, that's okay. And so I'm gonna encourage you that when you're ready, and I'm saying when you're ready because nobody can tell you, okay, this was a hard Christmas for you this year. Next year you need to you need to shape up. Or last year you 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 know, I get it that you lost your person last year. So this year though you need to get it together. Um 
No, when you are ready, I want you to try to change your holidays. And this is hard. I have a hard time doing this too. And sometimes it's just, sometimes it's just, just a matter of not having an awful holiday and that makes it a better holiday and it takes a long time to get there. Uh, it takes years for me to move on to a better place sometimes. And, you know, like I said, some years are great and then you may have a not great year. That doesn't mean the year after that won't, can't be good. Um, but try new traditions. Um, you know, if you've lost, if you've lost a child or you've lost a spouse or you've lost a parent and they, you know, you try new things. Um, you don't have to do it the first year. You don't have to do it the second year when you're ready. Instead of focusing as much on what you can't do because that person isn't there or what you're missing doing because that person isn't there, add something or change something and still remember your person. My goodness, always remember your person. Your person is always going to be a part of your holidays in your heart and in your memories. But switching the focus to something new, like trying a new trying a new thing on Christmas Day or trying a new volunteer opportunity in the week leading up to Christmas, something that you can make a new memory going forward can really help you move past the feeling, the loss of not being able to do the old thing, if that makes sense. Um, share how you feel with your close friends and family. You know, I talked about how you feel, you will feel like nobody wants to be around you. Nobody understands you. Um, you don't have to tell everyone how you're feeling, but your closest people, share with them. Let them know. Pull them aside. Call them something. Send them a message that says, I'm having a really hard time right now. I can't be in the room with everyone. It's just too hard. Um, I don't want to make a big deal about it, but I just want you to know. And just trust them with that. Trust them with your grief. Trust them with your hard time. Um, they may not have the perfect response and that's okay. They're your person. They're your people. They're going to love you anyway, even if they don't know exactly what to do. And maybe it's just take a walk with them. Maybe it's sit in another room and just ball your eyes out. <laughs> Been there, done that. Um, but you know, use your people around you to help get you through the holidays, even if they are not you know, nobody's going to be an expert on helping you through your holidays, but they should be an expert in being your person in knowing you and in loving you. And so in that, the two of you, the three of you, the however many of you people that you need around you can help you get through. And that's okay. It's okay if it's messy. It's, it's totally fine if it's messy because it's, it's going to be, it's really going to be, um, it, part of, part of having better holidays. And I, I say it that way because I don't know that. At least I haven't. And again, going in on to year 20, I don't know that I've had great holidays, but I, they haven't all been bad, you know? And, you know, honestly, not every holiday was great before either because, you know, bratty teenagers we are sometimes and we're we're entitled and, you know, we're grumpy and, and I'm grumpy because I don't like holidays, <laughs> if I'm honest. Uh, being an introvert, sometimes the holidays just scare me anyway because it's a lot of people time. It's a lot of, it's a lot of uncomfortable situations for me just wanting to hide, but um that part of moving forward whenever you're ready, and I'm throwing that in again, is accepting your new reality. And by accepting, I don't mean forget. I don't mean toss your loved one aside. I don't mean, all right, I'm healed. I'm all better now. It's just accepting that this is life now and it's hard. Um, and that doesn't make it immediately, oh, okay, I've accepted it. I'm at peace. I'm good now. It's just, it's realizing that, okay, I can't fight that this is a situation because there's nothing I can do to change it. That person's not coming back. My holiday is not going to physically be any different. They're always going to come. They're going to happen every year. 
Um, but just accepting that, okay, this, this is the new reality. It's different. It's hard, but it doesn't always have to be awful. And then other also accept that you don't have to forget. So I've said that a couple times, but part of moving forward, part of healing is not forgetting. It's not putting your person aside. It's not leaving them in the past. You still bring them forward with you. You still hang the decorations that remind them of you. You put the ornaments on, on the tree that have their name on them. Uh, but you, you move forward, whether it's with new people, whether it's with new traditions, um, you, you don't forget. And it's especially hard, I think, for me sometimes because I still haven't graduated to my own family, you know, with a, a, a husband and kids and all that kind of thing. So I still haven't had to bridge the gap of making sure, and this is a huge fear of mine, <laughs> just getting real vulnerable here today, but you know, my new family, at whatever point in time that happens for me, my future, they won't know her. <laughs> and that's so hard for me to know that one day I will have people in my life who are my best people and they will never have known my best person, my sister. And so definitely don't forget, accept new realities, bring new things into your life, but bring their memory, their love, the impact that they made on your life forward. Because in some, in, in not a small way, in a large way, they are part of who you are. Losing them is a part of who you are. And if anyone is gonna truly love, truly love you and be, your people in your life going forward, they have to love that about you. They have to want to know that person through your eyes, through your traditions, through your holidays, through what you used to do, through what you miss doing, through traditions that you may bring into your new family or to your new life and carry that forward while you build new traditions with your family, um, you know, with a growing family or with a spouse that you don't have yet, that kind of thing. So work toward being okay with what you feel. That doesn't mean that the situation is okay. It doesn't mean that what happened is okay. But you have to work toward being okay with what you feel. But also understand, and hear me very clearly here, Christmas doesn't have to be happy. I'm going to say that again. Christmas doesn't have to be happy. It's going to happen. And frankly, it's hard for a lot of people. So release yourself of feeling like I have to make it a happy day for myself so that others will understand that I'm okay or so that I get through it or so that people don't think I'm weird. Christmas doesn't have to be happy because sometimes it just isn't. That doesn't mean you won't find joy. That doesn't mean that you won't, you don't have hope. It doesn't mean that the day itself, the birth of our Lord and Savior is not a joyous occasion. It just not might be, it just might not be a happy day for you this year or for a while, and that's okay. All right, this is an important segment for those of you who know someone is grieving, who is grieving. So maybe you have a friend or a family member, a loved one of some sort who you know, okay, this, this holiday season is gonna be hard for them, or you've seen them go through hard holiday seasons before, um, I wanna talk to you because um, I have the utmost of empathy for you. I'm an empath, I see a lot of things, and you know, I've been on both sides. I have friends who are grieving too, and uh, it's hard. I don't know, it's hard, to, it's hard to know what to do. So I totally understand and wanna help you uh, not feel like you don't completely don't know what to do if your friend is having a hard time, uh, who's lost someone, is facing holidays, and you 
you aren't in that space, you don't know what that feels like, um, you can you can be of support to them uh, in their time of grief. So first, I just want to say, be patient. Um, in fact, that's the best thing you can do is be patient for your friends or your loved ones or your family members who are suffering through a loss any time of year, but especially during the holidays. Because they their holidays, like I said in the first one, in the first segment there, their holidays will never be the same while yours probably maybe didn't really change at all. So you're still planning the same holiday events, traditions, things with your family um, that you always do every year. You're excited. You're looking forward to it. But your friend is not because they are they lost someone. And so now their holidays are suddenly different. So they already feel weird about around you probably um, just because they know that you're happy and they want you to be happy. They want you to celebrate with your family. But at the flip side of that is they are having a horrible time. They're having a hard time getting out of bed. It's just hard to do things. So um, talk to them, be patient with them, but also talk to them. I mean, you don't have to go into all of the deep, you know, feel them out for sure. Let them know that you're there. Um, you know, they may not want to go real deep or they may want to go real deep. And I would encourage you to be open to either thing. Uh, and I'm talking to you with, you know, in the, in the sense of close friends, close family, um, that kind of thing. And even if you just have, you know, acquaintances that, you know, or maybe you're not super close, but you care about somebody who's going through this during the holidays, um, talk to them, you know, don't, don't shy away. Um, because one of the hardest parts of losing someone during the holidays or, or, or dealing with holidays when you've lost someone is just feeling absolutely alone because you know or you feel like nobody understands and you feel like people don't want to be around you. And it's very, very lonely. My holidays are very, very lonely. And uh, not because I don't have people around. It's just a very lonely time. I don't have, <laughs> I don't have the family, you know, happy family pictures and all that kind of stuff. And my, mine are very, my holidays can get very sad. So, um, talk to those people, like make, you don't have to talk about what they're dealing with, but, you know, treat them like, like they're still humans. Cause they are mention their loved one's name. Um, it's okay to talk about their loved one. In fact, they probably appreciate hearing about it. And in fact, I know I appreciate when people talk to me about my sister, because that means that she's not forgotten that people, it, it reminds me that people know that I'm dealing with something, even, you know, almost, you know, 20 years later. And it reminds me that they, especially if they knew her, that they still think about her and that they remember her. So it's okay. It's, you know, when you, when you have someone who's lost somebody, that name doesn't automatically become taboo. In fact, you should say it, say Miriam, say whoever's name and acknowledge that. I know you're probably missing Susie this time of year. I just want you to know I'm here. I love you, that kind of thing. So, you know, when, you, when you're when you losing someone or have lost someone, your greatest fear, one of your greatest fears is that that person will be forgotten. And I shared that in the previous segment. So help them understand, help your friends, your loved ones understand that that person is not going to be forgotten. Um, give them space if they, if they need it. Um, I go back and forth during my holidays. Some years I want to shut down and not be around anyone. I will, you know, disappear. With social media, it's harder to do that. <laughs> but um, other other years, and last year was tough. Was a really tough year for me. Um, I, I want people around, and not necessarily to talk or spill my guts or anything, but just have a presence there. So sometimes it's 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 uh, there's a balance, and you're gonna know what your friend needs. But, um, you know, help them know, you know, give them some space if they need it because they're trying to figure out what the heck is going on in their own hearts and minds right now. 
but let them know they're loved and they're welcome, even if they're sad. Um, because for me, you know, being the sad girl, you know, during the holidays is not super fun, especially when you're already super awkward and introverted and you always, you know, your daily struggle is feeling like you're loved and accepted. And on top of that, you know, being the sad girl and, and grieving someone, you feel, I feel even less like people will ha- be comfortable having me around during a super joyful time of year. So, you know, make contact with your people who are grieving, who are, who are suffering a loss and let them know you're there. Let them know that they are loved and welcome around you and your family. Even if it's a hard time, even if they're sad, it's okay. You want them around, you know, reach out. Um, one of the hardest things for me to have dealt with is people just seeming like they disappeared and it's so hard. You're like, (laughs) I'm still me, even though I'm super sad and I lost somebody and I don't know what, I don't know which way is up right now. Um, just a reach out, just a, Hey, you know, and it's not even that you have to give all of your time and energy, you know, a reach out goes a long way. And whether it's a, you know, a text message that's, I'm thinking of you, I know this is a hard time. Uh, you know, a message on Facebook, a call is even better. Um, you know, offering your personal time, your space, your, your, you know, to sit in the same space with someone is huge. Uh, again, cause they feel uncomfortable anyway. And sometimes just having another body in the room is super comforting, you know, hug on them, love on them. Um, and whether it's the first year or the 10th year or going into the 20th year, like me, go back to what I said first, be patient, and then add to that, understand that it's still hard. So for you, maybe 10 years have passed and you think, okay, they should be back to having fun at the holidays. For them, 10 years has passed and they're still facing another holiday without their person. So it's still hard every year. And I'm so thankful when people remember that for me. And I don't hold it against when people don't acknowledge that because it's hard. I know it's it's 10, 15, 20 years later, you know, it's not the first thought on anybody's mind. How's Terry doing at the holidays? And that's totally fine for those who do reach out, for those who do remember, for those who do understand and make the effort. I'm just so thankful and I'm thankful for everyone. (laughs) Don't get me wrong on that, but you know, those little reach outs I know are not comfortable for them, for my people to, you know, continue to be that person for me or to continue to reach out to me in that way. And I'm just so thankful when they do, because it helps me remember that I'm not alone and that I've had people alongside and then I have people that I know get me whether I need to talk about it this year or not I know that they know and that's so comforting sometimes um and here's the thing they don't need you to feel feel the void that they are are feeling so you know when you lose someone there's this huge void there's this hole there's this missing an entire missing person and it's an entire missing chunk of your life it's history stops for that person with you and there's no more. So it's a huge, it's a huge void that you cannot replace. You cannot fill and no one expects anyone else to fill that void. At least they shouldn't. And so and in my experience, there's never like, no one can fill that void. Nobody can fill that space. And I don't expect anybody else to. What they do need and what I need is just people to sit beside me, people to sit beside them in their void, right? You see the difference there? They're not expecting you to come in and change anything, to fix anything, to be the answer to their grief. There is no answer to grief, okay? They just need to know that they're not alone in it. They need to know that they can sit there in that void that they're feeling where they're 
You know, they're looking up from the bottom, depending on where they are in their in their grief process, and know that if you know they're not alone down there at the bottom or halfway up or falling back down to the bottom again after making some progress up. So, you know, there's there's not, I want to relieve pressure on you if you're feeling like, I don't know how to reach out to my friend. She's super sad and she just lost somebody and they, or she lost a child or lost a spouse and I don't know what to do for her. Take pressure off yourself to have to be the thing that they need because you aren't the thing that they need. You can't be the thing that they need, but you can be a thing that sits beside them as they work towards getting to wherever it is that they can be this year and then the next year and the year after that. Um, It's hard. And I'm just going to tell you this because I want to throw out a word of caution. If you're going to be there one year, be there every year. (laughs) Um, It is hard for people who are grieving to have people reach out to them and be there and then disappear. You feel like you trusted someone with a very hard chunk of absolute despair and then they took that and they left and you're left without okay now now what do I do so I don't want to say that to pressure you and make you feel bad and I'm not I'm absolutely not calling anybody out please trust it trust me on that but just from what I've seen and observed and from what I've I've dealt with personally you know people come and go into your life for specific reasons and and there are times when people come into your life to help you through a season and then they're not there anymore and that's okay. That's natural. That's, 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 um, that's just life. And that's, there's nothing, that's not, um, it's not a negative in terms of somebody doing something, uh, intentionally harmful to you by being a person who's there for a while and then isn't anymore. But what I would encourage you to do is, you know, don't just, don't be a, don't be a savior. That's the word I'm looking for. Don't fly in when somebody's in low and be that person that sits with them and then takes off again. That's very hard. That adds that adds grief on top of grief. It makes it, you, you just don't try if that's your, that's your way to operate. Um, and I'm just saying that because um, people who are grieving can be interesting to others if you've never experienced that yourself. And trust me, as, as, as a grieving person, it's not interesting to me. Um, I don't want to be interesting to anybody in my grief. Um, and depending on your circumstances of what's going on in your life, sometimes a loss is more interesting than other losses. I happen to Miriam's loss was interesting to people and my, and me dealing with that as a, as a 23 year old was interesting to people. And what you really need, and I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent here is not, is not to be interesting. You need to be loved. And so love people, um, show an interest, but not because they're interesting, not because the situation is interesting. Um, we're not a train wreck. We're not something you need to just watch while, while we're in the in the depths of our despair and with no way, not knowing how to figure things out, you know, making a total mess of life because we don't know how to do life and, you know, get involved there and be, you know, rescue. We don't need a rescue. We need, we need love and support. So um, that's my encouragement and my tips to you. If you have someone in your life who's grieving, especially during the holidays, just know that it's really hard. It's, it's like a normal day hard multiplied times 108 million. And that's not exact math, but it's, you know, especially the first holidays, I do truly believe that they're the hardest. Um, so if you know anybody who's going through their first holidays without their loved one, give them a little extra love. And if you know somebody who's going through their 10th or their 20th holidays without a loved one, um, do them a solid and reach out and just say, Hey, I know, 
you, you still miss that person. And I just want you to know I'm thinking about you and praying for you this holiday season. And you can leave it at that. And that goes a long, long way. So I want to touch on one last thing before before we close out today. And I know this has been a long, uh, deep episode. And I feel like, though, it's important if I can, if my, sharing my story and some insight into this world of, of grief helps either somebody get through the holidays a little bit better or helps somebody help someone else get through the holidays a little bit better, then it's all worth it to me to talk talk about it. And, you know, like I always say, sharing our stories, I believe. I don't have answers. I can't tell you how to get. There's not a 10-step program to get through the holidays while grieving well. Um, and I actually don't believe there's a way to grieve well. I hate that phrase. But um, if, you know, it, it, this is actually helpful for me to just talk about too, because I'm, I'm looking, staring, you know, this season's holidays in the face myself. So uh, talking through it and providing using my story as a way to help others actually is helping me this year quite a bit. So I'm going to say this though, um, as you, as you grieve during the holidays, be sure you don't forget the ones who are left behind. And I want to speak specifically to siblings and families with a sibling, you know, maybe they've lost one sibling and they've got other kids left. Don't forget them. And, but what I mean by that is not that you would physically forget them, what I mean for that is to not make the holidays more about remembering the ones you've lost to the point that the ones who are still here are not celebrated the same amount, if that makes sense. And I hope I worded that in a, in a kind way. Um, never in a million years am I ins- insinuating that you are, that anyone would f- intentionally forget to celebrate their children that they still have left. What I want to make sure is clear, especially if you have really young ones who are dealing with uh, the loss of a sibling at a young age, make sure that they understand that that they are so special and you're so, so happy that they are still here and that you all get to celebrate as a family. And yes, you're remembering your other one. If you've lost a spouse, you know, this applies to you too with your kids and family and that kind of thing. It really applies to any situation. But, you know, speaking from a sibling perspective as the sibling who was left behind, and, and not calling anything or anyone out, but it's just so important to make sure that, you know, the ones who are still left understand that they are valued and you're so glad they're here and never should remembering the one who was lost overshadow the ones who are here. And that's hard sometimes because you want to, you want to make every effort to not forget that person. You want to make sure that no one forgets them. Um, but it's so critical to moving forward together as a family in a healthy way. I, I truly believe to making sure that the one who's left, and this is speaking from my heart as the one who was left, <laughs> um, you, they, they matter. So take that for what that's worth. They feel awkward. They, they're, you know, it's hard. They have questions. They don't understand why, the, you know, their sister isn't here or their brother isn't here. It's weird for them to, especially the young ones. I just, I wasn't, you know, I was a young adult. So I can only imagine how confusing it is for young kids to not understand when their brother or sister is no longer here and they're opening presents without them this year. So my heart really goes out to those families, to those situations, because that's a hard road to take together. And as a parent, as an adult, or as a, as a spouse who lost their spouse and is dealing with children who, you know, you don't, they don't understand why their why mom or dad is gone now. Um, you have to be able to 
make sure that they are taken care of while also taking care of yourself. And that's a balance that I can't speak to, but it's that's a challenge. And, and I, my heart goes out to you this season and any season, any holiday season where that's your situation. So um, that's where I just really encourage you to reach out, find help, you know, talk to your people, make sure that they, you have a support system so that you can and you can in, you know, enlist the help of your people to make sure that your kids or your family um, understand that you're so thankful that they're still here, even though you're all very sad that one of you is missing, if that makes sense. Whew. Okay. I know that was heavy, but I hope, I hope you find it helpful. And I want to thank you for listening because the first segment is long and hard and difficult. And trust me, it was (laughs) not an easy one to talk about. And I just want to thank you so much for listening to this episode, to any previous episode, to future episodes, um, whether you're coming from Apple podcasts or Google podcasts, Spotify, um, pocket cast, uh, Stitcher, all those, all of the podcast platforms where you can find I Have Things to Say. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, be sure to share this episode with someone if you know that they are having a hard time during the holidays. Um, I think this could be an encouragement to them. It's not going to, it's not going to fix it, but you know, at least, at least maybe they can know they're not alone. Uh, share any of these episodes with people who you think would enjoy them. Please do subscribe to my podcast on whatever podcast platform you find me. Uh, You can also rate me on several podcast platforms. So please do that when you rate and review me, that helps other people find me. Uh, And so I super appreciate that. You can always also support this podcast. If you click that little link that says support this podcast or learn more about this podcast is going to take you to uh, the website where my podcast is hosted. It's hosted through an app called Anchor, which is fantastic. If you've ever thought about doing a podcast, Anchor is the way to go. It's been really awesome. Through that app, you can support this podcast. So if you're thinking, hey, I want to give Terry a Christmas present, you can support me in that way. I would love it. But first and foremost, and above all else, I'm just thankful that you're here listening to me talk, to listen to all the things I have to say. I want to wish you all some very happy holidays uh, and Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, all those things coming up. Uh, please enjoy, celebrate, love, remember, hug, reach out, make memories, make memories, make memories. And I will talk to you next time on I Have Things to Say.